Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast, and today I'm talking to Laurel Husson from the UK. And we are talking about the subconscious mind and to in, <laughs> and intuition. Now that's some deep stuff. I get it. And honestly, it was a really interesting conversation to have because there's so much stuff going on in our side of our head that we're barely aware of. And yes, a lot of these things served a purpose, you know, way back when it was needed, you know, when we really had to be afraid of stuff or whatever it might be. But basically subconscious is habits. And these habits has been put into or we learn those habits from early age, from our parents, through school, and as we grow up, you know, you learn it from the corporate. And that's the way things kind of work these days. But if we can get aware of it, stop those thoughts, change them, things will change. But anyway, I digress. Super interesting episode. I know you're going to enjoy it. But before we get into that, I want to remind you that you can schedule a launch chat. If you're stuck in a launch right now, or you're about to launch, and you need some help to move forward to figure out what the next step is, you can find a link in the show notes, click that, book a call, and let's have a chat. Now let's get into the episode. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Westgar and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast. Today, I am joined with Laura. How are you, Laura? Welcome. I'm so good. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Um, today, we're going to talk about something really different. I, I will, we talked about manifestation, all that stuff. So it's not really that different, but this time we're talking about subconsciousness and intuition and that kind of stuff. So that's going to be really interesting. Um, <laughs> but before we get started, why don't you just share a little bit about, you know, who you are, who you help and how you help them? Sure. So I'm Laura, Laura Hassan. I go by Totally Laura all over the interwebs. And I help people who have reached a junction in their lives. And sometimes they're aware that they're at the junction. Sometimes they have no idea they're at the junction until they meet me. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I'm at a junction. (laughs) (laughs) And what we do is we work together to really uncover what's holding them back or keeping them stuck. So usually the good way to know if you're at a junction because that's the next question people ask Mm -hmm. is if are you experiencing any kind of repeating patterns or like hitting up against a ceiling of some kind and anytime that's happening usually there's something for us to work together on and we reprogram all those sneaky subconscious stories that sit under the surface and make us feel like we're in self-sabotage all the time Mm, yeah that sounds like a great explanation to it (laughs) (laughs) so 
Why don't we just start by kind of uncover what subconsciousness is and how you kind of, yeah, help people get through that. Sure. So we have in our, we have, I mean, we're going to keep it light. So I'm going to try and go <laughs> as surface level as I can whilst giving the good stuff. So we have our conscious mind and our subconscious mind. And the crazy thing, and people are always seeing this iceberg kind of representation that like the tip of the iceberg represents the conscious mind mm. and the what's underneath the water represents the subconscious. What people don't realize and are always astounded by, and every time I say it, I'm still like, is that right? I have to double check. It can be up to as much as 96 even up to 99.6 of our, um, our, our automatic behaviors and the automatic way that we do things mm-hmm. comes from our subconscious programming. So we spend all this time thinking that we have to, air quotes, figure it out and like get the best strategy and have the best ads plan and all of these other things that we think we have to do when actually what we're not really checking in on is the fact that there's up to 96% of the subconscious is what's running the show. Wow. That's, that's a big number. It's a big number. It's like, Oh my goodness. I had no, I can't believe I got to my adult life before I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's incredible that we managed to live through our lives with so much going on in our subconscious mind. I mean, yeah, it's all, well, just, it's funny. Yeah. yeah. It's funny you say that because the, I mean, that is what drives us, right? So the subconscious is prime directive. It's number one job is to keep us alive. Mm-hmm. It's to keep our heart pumping. It's to keep our temperature regulated, to keep us breathing. And so this is why we come up against these kind of blocks all the time because our subconscious, the computer on board there doesn't have a program for the new things that you're trying to do. And so it's saying, mm, if we do that, we might stop breathing. We might forget to, you know, beat, pump the blood and keep the heart going. And probably we're going to die. So we better slam the brakes on, put up all these stories as to why this isn't possible for you and just stay everything as it has always been because that's where we're safe and everybody's going to stay alive there for longer. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But this sounds a little bit like, you know, habits uh, mm-hmm. that we kind of build on. And I would probably assume that, you know, some of the subconscious mind probably comes from habits that we either yeah. learned through the years or we've been, you know, forced on or whatever. Does that sound about right? Yeah, absolutely. And again, that's like programming. You want to see, people always ask, what are, how do I know what my subconscious stories are? Mm-hmm. You basically look at your outward reality. So habits, right? If we are somebody who gets up at 5 a.m. every day, that is our subconscious reality. Mm. If we are the kind of person who goes to the gym seven times a week, that is our subconscious reality. Because when you are trying and using your effort and your consciousness, your conscious mind, that tiny at best 4% (laughs) to make you have a new habit, like, you know, I'm going to work really hard on my business every day for five hours Eventually, if it's not something your subconscious accepts as truth, eventually you just get burned out and you can't sustain it. It's not sustainable. When you are in alignment with the truth at a subconscious level, that's where everything flows from. And it all, you know, when you just have those days where you're like, oh, wow, it was so easy and I got all this done and everything was just so easy. That's because you are absolutely in alignment with what your subconscious reality is. So if you're trying to instill a new habit, 
I know one of the things that a lot of entrepreneurs try is um, like productivity pieces and time tracking and different pieces like that. And we can tend to put something in place like that and it will last a few days before we're back to the old way of being Mm -hmm. because it doesn't matter how much time we try, how many books we read, how many podcasts we listen to, unless we shift at the subconscious level, we will default back to to what we are. We can't outperform or out-hustle our subconscious reality. Hmm. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, just trying to change a habit is hard enough on its own, but yeah, the entire subconscious mind, I mean, it's massive, obviously, 96%. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> but how it's do you, machine. yeah, but how do you go about <laughs> trying to, you know, at least start changing yeah. this subconscious mind? Well, this is where it starts to, for me, this was where I was stuck for a while, because I loved all this stuff around the subconscious. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if I can buy into this because now it starts to sound a bit fluffy or a bit (laughs) woo-woo. But one of the most powerful things for your subconscious is repetition. So while something like affirmations might sound like something that's kind of, you know, a bit fluffy and a bit whatever, not, not real any substance to it, it's actually scientifically proven that if you stick with the same small amount, three to five is ideal, Um, if you stick with those affirmations and keep on reciting them to yourself, have them pop up unexpectedly, maybe on your phone, your computer, from friends, wherever it is, eventually what starts to happen is if we remember our subconscious is in that, like, we just got to keep the body alive. That's all we have to do. We're really good at it. Let's not change anything because we've always been really good at it. If we start to have these same affirmations every day that affirm that we are the kind of person who whatever it is, maybe they have a certain kind of launch goal that they haven't met before. And you keep affirming, I am the kind of person that has 1000 people registered for my launch or the biggest launch ever or whatever the goal would be. You have this like tipping point. And so the subconscious truth is not like on or off. It's on a gauge and people don't necessarily know this. I didn't know it until I learned about it. But what we have to do is every time we repeat the affirmation that I am becoming the kind of person who, we kind of nudge the gauge just a tiny fraction. And we only have to get the the gauge to a 51% mark before Mm -hmm. the subconscious accepts it as truth. And there it's like, well, I call it the tipping point because from there it's literally like, okay, great. We're in free flow now. (laughs) And that's all it takes. So affirmations, when focused in, a forward focused way. So talking about something positive that is happening also affirmed about you, your subconscious makes everything about you. So if you started, you know, I know what it's like when we're in that comparison zone and we're like, Oh, well they had a $50,000 launch and I've got the same thing as them and nobody's buying my thing. And you know, all that kind of jazz. Our subconscious hears that if you were saying that to your friend and makes it, makes it true and makes it about you. So we have to be really mindful with our language and make sure that when we are, I know our mutual friend, James Webmore, who um, one of the things he taught me was thank you for showing me what's possible. Anytime somebody has an amazing result that makes me feel Mm -hmm. less than or like, oh, that's never going to happen for me. He said this once to me and it really landed and it really changed things because I just kept affirming all the time. Every time I saw it, it was like more evidence. This is possible for me too. This is possible. Thank you for showing me what's possible. 
And over time, I've hit that tipping point and now I'm experiencing a different reality for myself. And I see this in my clients all the time. So if we can start with the affirmations and just being really mindful of our language, that's a perfect DIY way to start reprogramming your subconscious on a very easy, no complicated process level. Mm, yeah, I love that phrase because it's so easy to, like I said, compare yourself. And then if you are on this path and you're starting to work with your subconscious mind, it's easy to start beating yourself down because you start having these negative thoughts instead yes. of just saying, thank you for showing me the opportunities. Exactly. Like yeah, it's and so, the subconscious so stores, it stores libraries and libraries and libraries of evidence as to why we should just stay the same and keep doing, it's programmed for more. It's like a heat-seeking seeking missile that wants more, but it wants more of the same. Mm-hmm. So when, as soon as we're like, okay, we want more, but we want more of it and we want it a bit more like that, we want to kind of change track a little bit, that's where it starts to get into protective mode and to shut things down. So what we want to do is just fill that library with the evidence of what's possible in all directions so that then we can basically ch- pick and choose and just align our GPS with our conscious mind mm-hmm. and then just follow it because the body literally is like a robot that responds to the subconscious mind. And whatever we program in over time that gets accepted as truth, the body just follows. And that's where everything becomes really easy and and effortless and you have all this energy and all this creative inspiration and ultimately how we tap deep, more deeply into our intuition. Mm, yeah. You mentioned something about um, alignment just a few minutes ago. Mm. What does that mean to you know, do stuff that is in alignment. Yes. Again, it's one of those terms, right, that people throw around and yeah, it's like, it's it really must popular. be in alignment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I use it myself, so, to be honest. Stuff. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Well, we know when something is in alignment because it just feels really good, right? Mm-hmm. There's no negative kind of heavy feeling around it whatsoever. So sometimes we'll do something like I might go and just completely binge on a massive like bucket of chocolate or something like that. But there's a little bit of me that knows that that's not really in my body's best interest. So there's, there's lovely feeling, but there's that kind of something somewhere that's saying, Oh, Mm -hmm. guilty. Shouldn't have done that. Whatever. (laughs) When you're in alignment, there's none of that. There's no little voice niggling in the background. So, and where the alignment comes from is having harmony between your desires and the subconscious reality so that there's no resistance and no friction when you're like, okay, this is my goal and now I'm just moving towards it. Whereas usually what we're really good and especially in this entrepreneurial space is we set a goal and immediately we come up with hundreds of stories as to why that goal is never going to happen for us and we expect not to achieve it. Mm -hmm. So when we can shift that and we start to paint a new picture where actually I do believe this goal is possible. And actually, another manifesty term that is thrown around is already done. But when you mm-hmm. get into that place where you're moving it from the subconscious, you're not trusting some kind of force outside of you. You're actually trusting what's inside of you to be a match for whatever it is that you program in. So for me, that's my interpretation of alignment is when my body is effortlessly following my desires because I've my subconscious accepts it as truth. Mm-hmm. And let's say you follow with something that feels aligned, uh, but you're not getting the response that you hope for with your audience. Mm. Yep. And that will obviously create some negative thoughts and comparison and all that stuff. How do you deal with yeah. that? 
good. This is such a good question. This is so I have a real bugbear with a lot of the um talk and teachings around manifestation and law of attraction and thing people just saying, you know, like, oh, just call them in. You know, use your energy to just call them in. It's like, <laughs> okay. And I want to do some things. So what I do in that scenario, and I've been in that scenario plenty of times, what I'll do in that scenario is I'll just get really quiet and sit by myself and just check in, ask my subconscious for creative prompts. Like, what can I do that is in inspired action that feels in alignment still? And I will go and do it. Like, show me the thing and I will go and do it. And you can tap in. It's almost like hitting a button for a subconscious creative boost. And it will just deliver you. Like, go here. Talk about it here. Do this thing. And to completely detach from it doesn't have any meaning unless Mm -hmm. I make it have meaning. And so I'm very aware and I get my clients to be very aware when the stories start, instead of like just buying into the stories and going on a spiral down into a self-pity corner, what we do is we just stop, we notice, and we say, interesting. (laughs) (laughs) What else? Is this ultimately true? Like this story that I'm starting to tell myself, is this ultimately true? What else could be true? Like what more supportive belief could I choose to buy into right now? So it's a conscious process. But as soon as we start to do that, we get quicker and quicker and it gets easier and easier to spot them when they come, pause them, observe it. And almost it's funny. It almost becomes funny. And I hear myself sometimes say things to my friends and I'm like, did I just say that that was going to be hard? Wow, that's interesting. And then I'll reprogram on the spot and sometimes out loud Mm -hmm. and people hear me do it. And then you just, you just lose that, like when you're not making the meaning that, well, if 10 people don't come and I don't sell out my thing, then, oh, you know, it just, that all melts away and you just become more relaxed. And when you're relaxed, that's when inspiration can come and you really can tap into that inner guidance and your intuition and take that aligned action. Because from there, everything really is possible, which sounds like another, I've got all the cheesy cliches. But what's, what I love about them now is the fact that I know how to work them with science underneath mm-hmm. them, not just like random notions of invisible powers of the universe. You know, I, I love all of that, but I love it backed with science. Yeah, exactly. And I love that thing that you say, you know, is it true, the things that you're thinking about? Because probably 99% of the time, there's always someone who can, you know, show you that it's not 100% true. Yeah, Exactly. And when we become that person that can show ourselves it's not true, that's where it gets really powerful. Because when you can reframe it for yourself, mm-hmm. then that is really where you become this powerful, limitless creator. And I had an experience of this just recently in my um, in my own launch. I had a, my signature program is called The Shift Sessions, and we were launching it in May. And when I tapped into the vision, I really saw 100 people. I saw it really clearly. I put up my 100 post-its on the wall. And when we got to the end, we, we got to, I think we had 74 people. And there was no part of me that was, oh, I didn't make it to 100. Yeah. I was just so ecstatic that we'd gone so far beyond where we'd ever been before that there was no failure. 
You know, there was no failure. And what I also know is that it's a long game and that 100 is totally possible now next time. And actually the goal now next time will be 150 or 200. It will be bigger and stretchier because I can see how it all plays out. So sometimes it's a longer game as well than just what's right in front of us. It's like, okay, if I'm not getting the result I desired, what lesson am I receiving right now so that Mm -hmm. I can implement this next time and move forward? So true. So true. Um, I wanted to ask you um, alignment and intuition. They Mm. sound really similar, but are they the same thing? They are definitely connected. And so I know, you know, that feeling, you just get that kind of niggle. I I always show this meme. I I can't show it now because obviously we're (laughs) we're not on video, but um, I always, I love this meme. I'm a big Friends fan. And so there's a meme of Phoebe and she sat talking to Joey in the cafe. And I can't remember the question he's asked her, but the meme is she's saying yes but she's shaking her head. No. So she's, mm-hmm. she's saying yes. And she's shaking her head. No. And it's this conflict, right? There's that thing where you, you just know when you're, you're doing something and something in you is going, you shouldn't be doing this. This is not the right thing. You should change a plan. There's a better plan for you that you're not aware of yet. And we're so used to, especially when we come from any kind of corporate world or any kind of nine to five situation, or even just from the school system, Mm -hmm. especially here in the UK, that we're just supposed to follow the rules and we're just supposed to follow the template that's laid out for us. So anytime we feel something or we get the kind of notice, the intuition saying, "Uh, hello, this is not the path you're supposed to be on, we make it mean that we're being flaky or that, you know, we're not cut out to follow the formula or whatever it is. So again, we attach those, those meanings and that alignment feeling comes when you follow your intuition. So you get, you tap into that feeling when you pay attention to your intuition. The good thing I have learned over time is that the more I follow my intuition, the more rewarded I become for doing so. It doesn't mm. always, actually, it hardly ever makes sense in the moment. And I remember way back when, before I was an entrepreneur, back in 2010, when I was, I was a teacher and I went to take my register one morning and I was in my class with my children and I'd been having this desire to start my business online and I had a young baby at home. I was just back from maternity leave and I was really craving to just hand in my notice and go all in on my business. And one morning I, I just went from being where I was supposed to be taking the register. I had a cover come in to be with the class and I just was moved. Like I didn't plan it. It wasn't on the agenda. I just almost out of body experience found myself hearing myself say, I'm here to have my notice in to our head teacher. Mm-hmm. And I ha- it was like being in free fall. I had no idea what was happening, but I knew because I could feel it in my body that it was the right thing. And so it led me into alignment. But following the intuition at the time doesn't necessarily feel comfortable. It's right. only later that you can look back and say, oh gosh, yeah, wow, <laughs> look where I am because I did that. Yeah, exactly. But is it easy to press mistaken intuition from the fear? Of something? Yeah, good question. So fear usually stops us from doing something, whereas mm-hmm. intuition usually guides us to do something. Right. It might be that we got, we're guided to do something different, but fear will usually just tell us to pause and stop. 
that's very different from it doesn't give you an alternative when you're in fear you don't really get presented with an alternative cause of action unless it's to run away (laughs) (laughs) but when you have intuition it's usually actually here's here's an alternative path and it feels exciting and it feels like oh my goodness again this doesn't make any sense but it feels really good but it definitely makes you question your sanity i've had that over and over i've been in i've been in the middle of a launch and i've literally on day 3 of a 5 day um challenge i've just completely changed the offer and it felt so crazy because i was walking away from what was potentially going to be my biggest launch ever well, i did walk away from it but it felt so right at the same time. And again, it's about that bigger picture because now if I had not followed that to pursue the quick win in the moment, I wouldn't be where I am now. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Personally, I've been on a journey as well with just doing things that feels aligned or, you know, listening to the intuition, making sure that you take the action that feels good, that feels right. I mean, it sounds so fluffy, like you said, but then again, you know, it feels right. So yeah, just go with it. Exactly. We're here to feel good. You know, we're designed to feel good. And because we've been so conditioned to follow the rules and follow the system and do all the things that we've lost touch with that. So we have mm-hmm. guilt and shame if we go outside of that mold. But like you are describing and like you're finding, the more that we do it and the more we just give ourselves permission to not follow the mold, the more we get tapped into that, oh, this actually feels like how I'm supposed to feel all the time. Mm-hmm. And we do get to feel, you know, we have those feelings where like, oh, I wish it felt like this all the time. You know, when we go on a, a trip or we do something and we're like, oh, I feel so good. I wish it always felt like this. And it really does get to always feel like that when we tap in, we follow what's for us and we work on catching those stories that want to throw us back on into the old ways of being Mm -hmm. it's just being forward focused and choosing very intentionally where you want to set your sights and knowing that i choose this no matter what Mm -hmm. you know i choose this and even if it's not now i'm unattached to the timeline but i know i choose this yeah and with society today i think it's well probably it was harder before as now is probably easier, but still it's hard because like you said, you have school, you have corporate jobs, you have, you know, you should have a mm-hmm. nine to five, blah, blah, blah. And you have kids as well. So have you kind of put this to your kids and, or I'm not, I'm not, not going to say you pushed it on them, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> open up the world to them that there are other possibilities than, you know, just going to school and get a job and do, do, do the things you're supposed to do. Yeah, 100%. And so my daughter is 11. um, And she starts high school in September. And she's already had her first two, like online business ventures, just to dabble and just to play. And now she's very minded in that way of like, she knows that she can access money, like Mm -hmm. she doesn't. And not because she needs to tap into me for it. She knows she can generate her own money. She just has to get creative and be in inspired action. And she sees that rewarded. She did one thing. It was a couple of years ago now. She was only young. And she did these little paper fortune teller things. And she said to me, she came to me and she said, could could we sell these? 
uh, like to your friends on the internet. <laughs> was like, well, um, maybe I said, let's do a live stream together and see if anybody would like one. And so we set up a little PayPal link and I showed her how to do that. And we planned how the packaging would look. And she did the live stream and she was a little bit shy, but she was with me and mm-hmm. um, she received orders from all over the world, like Australia, America, here in the UK. And it wasn't lots of money but to her it was lots of money yeah and and it was the the buzz of like wow i just got to create something that i made and receive money for it and that was that and Mm -hmm. it felt really good to her so she's definitely tapped into knowing that anything gets to be possible there's a very fine line i am finding with i want you to know everything's possible and i want you to be respectful that not everybody is aware of that Mm -hmm. or that not everybody has the current available resources to be able to make that a choice right now. So we're, we're walking that line as she moves towards being a teenager. And then my youngest, who is four and a half, he's extremely intuitive. So he just senses when somebody needs something, he's very in touch with everybody's emotions and he's, yeah, he's going to be phenomenal as he gets older, but I will definitely present the ideas and if they want to follow them then they can they're in mainstream education right now and we don't know what the future holds but we're very open like I have no agenda for them which feels really lovely because I Mm -hmm. know for a lot of parents it's like I want them to do this because I never could or you know I want them to do this like I did and I don't really have any attachment to any of those kind of expectations which I think by default gives them a lot of opportunity so Mm -hmm. yeah even if it's well meant you know that they yeah. just want something better for them. Of They're course. still pushing something on them that they're yeah. not given the option to find out what they want to do themselves. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's been a really lovely, a really lovely journey that my daughter going to high school, she did not get her first choice of high school. And that was really hard. Like when I read the um, announcement that came through, she wasn't in the room and I was <gasps> Hmm. Oh, and straight away, oh, the story, that was a challenge, right? I yeah. can handle it with business all the time, but handling it with my kids, oh, gosh. <laughs> the panic that flooded me of what are we going to do? And then we, I managed to reframe and just see like, okay, maybe, maybe it could be different. Maybe it gets a little different. Maybe this is an opportunity. Let's see. And when I told her, she had the same wave. She was like, oh. And then by the time she got to school, it completely turned around. There were a few girls in her class who were also going there. And now she's really excited. And we got to the place that we were like, well, what if this school that was your number one choice now offers you a place? And she turned around to me. She went, we politely decline. And I was like, oh, okay then. Lovely. (laughs) That's so wonderful. It's so good. <laughs> you mentioned something, you know, not everybody being open to the fact that anything is possible. And I can mm. totally understand that, that, you know, mm-hmm. they see this, or, well, they have the beliefs or they have these truths that they think are real. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you start working on that to show them that anything is actually possible? Because everything has been done by someone yep. somewhere yes. at some time, at some point. Yeah. So that kind of shows us that anything is possible, but yeah. Yeah, that I, lo- I love this. And this is a conversation I'm really keen to keep having because I believe, and especially in current times where, you know, we're going through such shifts, such change in society mm-hmm. as a whole on a global collective. And so it's really important that we continue to stay aware that we can only ever impact our own reality. 
by default, when we impact our own reality, we kind of cast out this ripple effect that everybody around us feels. So we have impact on our, on our own where we're going. And then by default, there's this collective pool of consciousness that we touch. And so it's really important to understand that we're one drop in that pool of consciousness. And so it's very easy when you experience something and you have an amazing result with it to want to tell the world about it, right? You want to like get up on your pedestal and and tell everybody, this is how it gets to be. And what my issue with that and the thing that I'm even still considering for myself and how I broadcast my message is how do I, how do I stand for that whilst also understanding that there are vast oceans of consciousness where that one drop isn't enough to affect big change at this moment. And what I know to be true is that the more drops we add, the more of a wave we create. So I know that as long as I'm speaking and understanding that it's not my job to make, to persuade somebody to see things the way I see them, that I can stand here firmly offering an alternative perspective and let people come and join it if they wish to, Mm. rather than trying to persuade them into it. And that's really it's challenging, especially when you think about people that you love and people who are close to you and you see them struggling and it could be so much easier. But that's been a big learning curve for me to be able to let go and and know that at some point they may step forward and say, tell me a bit about how you see the world or, you know, something along those lines. And I know that also in this online space, and we touched on this earlier around law of attraction and manifestation, but there's a, a lot of very exclusive language being used that does not account for our global community that we have and everybody's lived experiences. And so I'm trying to be as mindful as possible of the fact that I can only ever interpret and understand my own experience through my own eyes and that everybody else is doing the same. Mm-hmm. So we get to stand in our experience and be available for those who are interested to come in and keep on doing the work that we get to do to understand that on a deeper, deeper level and what it means. Mm, yeah, that is so true. The, yeah, spot on. You know, people mm-hmm. having different perspectives and you can have yours and they can have theirs. And yeah, you can't really force anybody to have the same vision as you, obviously. No. no. And I think as well, it's, you know, I'm very aware that as I, you know, I can stand and say, oh my gosh, create your own reality. Anything is possible from my position of privilege. You know, I have to, mm-hmm. I have to voice that, that that's where I'm, where I am and my, my lived experience and not everybody's coming from that same start point. So I feel like my job, if I, you know, this is why I love having conversations like this is because I get to spread my message as far as possible to help level the field so that mm-hmm. we all have the choice and we're all given the support that we need to be able to make decisions that support us, that support our families and support our global collective. Yeah. And then either what, you know, it's a process from going from what you yeah. have to believing that anything is possible. I mean, I'm not there yet myself. I, yep. I do enjoy, you know, thinking about the idea that anything is possible and I logically understand it, but yeah. you know, making that process or that shift is really hard, yeah. obviously. 
Yeah, it takes some time. And I think, again, it's about acknowledging your lived experience, right? Mm. It's like, you know, this is what we do in, in our shift sessions is we dismantle the lens that we've always viewed the world through and understand how that was put together. Because, you know, I know I talk about the jellyfish quite a lot because like, I love the way the jellyfish moves, right? Mm-hmm. Like it kind of expands. And then as it wants to move, it really contracts to push itself forward. And so it's very much like that, this journey. And I find I'm still doing that, you know, like I can, I can expand and everything feels amazing. And then all of a sudden something will happen and I'll contract. And then I know there's more work to do. So even I will be when I'm expanded or like, I know things possible and la, 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 la. And I, my gosh, my life's amazing. And then something will happen that will like pause me because we're always, every time we expand further, there's more to expand into because it is infinite. Mm -hmm. So that's what I love so much about it is it's such a fun journey and everybody's just at their own self pace on the track and there's no right or wrong there's no better or worse and there's no like more evolved or less evolved there's just everybody where they are and everybody choosing what comes next and that's what i love so much about it Mm -hmm. yeah uh if we were to kind of summarize some of the talks that we just had what would that look like in well if we were to take some action steps to kind of move towards getting more in line with the subconscious mind and all that yeah So I would really focus back on remembering that tipping point, right? Mm -hmm. That tipping point is the all important thing. Once you master a way of you experiencing your own tipping point, that's where really you start to believe that anything becomes possible because, and play with small things because it's the art of being detached. That's really powerful. So it could be really small things like, I can't even think of an example, but like something arriving in the mail that you've been waiting for for ages, like that thing's going to arrive in the mail and like, oh my gosh, I believe it, I believe it, I believe it. Whatever it is, it can be small and meaningless. But when we start to play with that and we just play with those affirmations, which we keep forward focused, so we're heading towards something rather than away from it. And we want to make it positive and about us and based in it's already done. So Mm. I'm so excited that I, I... have become the kind of person who fill in the blank three to five of those and have them everywhere subconscious loves repetition and it loves being caught a little bit off guard as well with the same repetition so Mm. stick them in unexpected places have your friends text you them at random intervals unexpectedly and just play with it and see what happens because remember when you get to that 51 percent of you can start off not believing it at all and that's totally okay if you keep doing it The only reason affirmations don't work is because most people give up too soon. So if you just keep on doing it, once you hit that 51%, then you're sailing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we all start at, you know, the beginning. So I did that as well. And I'm I'm a true believer (laughs) of anything that is possible, uh, you know, going forward. But yeah. So how can people reach out to you and learn more about you and your programs? Uh, Well, um, I am a lover of Instagram, so I am at Totally Laura on Instagram. So you're welcome to come and connect with me there. And if you are listening to the podcast, I'd love you to come and let me know that you listen to our chat because it was super fun to have this. And the best way to um, really get a taste of this and and actually a really lovely way to get a, a springboard, if you like, into this subconscious reprogramming is that if you go to totallylaura.com forward slash power, 
I have a free hypnosis gift for you that you can download. You can download onto your smartphone, listen to it whenever, wherever. There's full instructions and I'm always available if you have questions about it because I know lots of people do. And um, that's a really good way to get a taster. And then from there, any notifications of anything that's coming up will always be sent your way. So we can take care of you from there. Awesome. We'll put that up in the show notes so people can click on it and figure out more about that. Amazing. Thank you so much for doing this. I enjoyed our conversation. It was something different than your normal launch talk, which is really strategical and tactics, but this <laughs> goes a little bit deeper, but I find that interesting anyway. So thank you so much, Laura. Thank you for having me. It's been amazing to have this chat. Thank you guys for listening in and we'll catch up again next week. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.